this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and hope you guys are doing great today. I tell you, our weather is looking beautiful. I'm looking outside right now, and the sun is shining again, finally. <laughs> the sun does actually shine in the wintertime. It's a miracle, but I'm so glad it's a beautiful day today, and I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. It might be your morning, your noon, or your night, but hey, either way, I hope your day or the rest of your day is going really good. Now, I want to talk today just for a couple moments about some things I actually, I sort of want to reiterate some things that I spoke on on my Mondays live on Instagram and Facebook. And those of you who did not know, we actually have a Facebook and Instagram live uh, every Monday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. And on Instagram, it's just Identity Network. And on Facebook, it is Jeremy Lopez Resources. So either way, join us. I do a small teaching, talk about my book. Just who knows what I'll say. <laughs> there is no telling. My team will tell you there's no telling what Jeremy will say. I love to be spirit-led and just speak from my, my heart and my soul and just really let the Lord just sort of lead my words. And so today I want to talk to you guys about that for a couple of minutes, about my new book called The Watchman. Uh, now, one of the things I've realized and that I sort of spoke on Monday is touching on the positivity of The Watchman, okay? So we could say this, po- this podcast is a watchman is positive. <laughs> a watchman is positive. I like that. Because a lot of times we tend to dive into the Old Testament and we tend to pull out scriptures, which is great because, you know what, we're believers in Christ, which means we take the entire fullness of the the Word of God. But when it deals with the New Testament believer, we have to begin to sort of categorize, or we could say recategorize sometimes, in our spirit exactly what needs to come first, second, or third, right? It's like a baseball. When you get on baseball, you're like, who's on first? Who's on second? Who's on third? And what do you do? You try to bring in who's on third to where the one on first base can, you know, hopefully hit a home run, you know, or excuse me, the batter can hit a home run and hit all three, you know, uh, 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 bases and get a home run. See, you try to bring in who's on third, who's on second, and if someone's on third, you bring them in as well, right? And so, when you think about sort of organizing and, and restructuring and categorizing, we have to look at that and say, you know, that what comes first is the New Testament. What comes first is the words of Jesus. Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life. Now, what that means is in a world today that's very negative and a world today that is always looking for the negative and looking for, uh, we'll say, you know, the worst case scenario, whatever, we in the kingdom of God should always think opposite. The kingdom of God, the Bible says, is a backwards kingdom, which means whatever the world pretty much does, the system of it, we're going to think opposite of that. And so when we look at this situation called... Um, called, you know, called the kingdom of God, we have to begin to come into realization that what that's saying is, as a watchman, as a prayer warrior, as an intercessor, we do not, we do not 
uh, adapt to nor sort of mimic that of the Old Testament of what that speaks of because we're not Old Testament believers. And the example I gave the other day on my Facebook and Instagram Live was that of a woman. A woman goes through many changes in her life, and so does a man. But when a woman gives birth to a child, everything changes. Everything, the structure of her existence changes. Everything changes. And what that means is the woman that she was before, she is being metamorphosized or sort of transformed into this new likeness or this new entity called a mother. And so guess what? She makes sacrifices. Things are put aside. She she restructures of what's really more important now. And what is more important right now is my child. And so all of a sudden the mothering, the nurturing, the motherhood in her begins to awaken, come to the surface, and all of a sudden she begins to adapt to her new environment. She adapts to her new structure. She adapts to the new birthing. And so everything about her it's almost like her spiritual DNA starts changing because now I've got something more important to begin to take care of. So when you look at the watchman, the prayer warrior, we don't need to go by that of the Old Testament to say, well, this is what they did. This is what they did. What we need to do is get in the structure of that of the New Testament. Now, many of you might say, well, there's not really a good example in the New Testament of the word prayer warrior, you know, or uh, or, or let's say, uh, you know, um, uh, the watchman. Well, you're right. Is the word watchman in the New Testament? No. Is the word prayer warrior in the New Testament? No. And I've said this before. The word warrior is really not even mentioned in the New Testament. It's something that the charismatic move came up with that makes it sound real fancy and powerful, right? But the word warrior is not even in the New Testament because we're sonship and sons always trump over warriors because the, the greatest gift and the greatest blessing that's ever been given to us is not, I'm a I'm a warrior. That's you, you. You are literally cutting yourself down to the bottom of the totem pole because your greatest gift that's been given to you and your greatest honor is becoming a son or daughter of God. And so my sonship is more important to me than me being a warrior with you know the the you know trying to fight the devil. That's the least of my worries. That's the bottom of the totem pole because that's not what anything Jesus spoke about. But the sonship is my greatest authority, my greatest weapon, my greatest tool, my greatest strength. And so knowing that, we have to say, even though these words are not in the New Testament, we still have to realize, you know what, we're called to also be watchers and, and, and uh, prayer warriors, as we say, intercessors. And what that means is this, is the whole dynamics and the whole definitions of these have changed and shifted. And so what that looks like is this. It looks like we adapt to the one who died for us. We adapt to the very one who actually came and gave us the life and life more abundantly. So we learn from the habits. We learn from the patterns. We learn from the words of that of the apostles. And we learn and we adapt to the words of Jesus. And so when we think about prayer warrior, watchman, what do we do? Even though you still want to call it prayer warrior, hey, no, no that's no problem. Go for it, right? But an intercessor, prayer warrior, watchman, whatever word you want to use, is actually that of speaking positivity, speaking positive things, words of spirit and life, like Jesus said. Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life, which means the words that should be coming out of your mouth is that of life-giving substance. And so a watchman does not sit here and look for the bad to come into their life. A watchman doesn't stand on the wall to begin to look for the coming, you know, war, the enemy, the bad. You know, do we bear 
our heads in the sand and overlook the bad and negative? Absolutely not. Because we need to know the adversary. But it also speaks of more importantly, more importantly than that, which is only mentioned one time in the New Testament, to know thy adversary. But the other times, which are mentioned numerous amounts of times, is the power of realizing that spirit and life comes out of my mouth. And so understanding that Jesus said, you know, focus on these things, things that are praiseworthy, good reports, you know, righteous, you know, honorable. So these are things I'm commanded to speak on or think about. And I speak on it because if I think about it, I'm going to speak on it. Whatever I think about, I'm going to speak on. Whatever I, whatever energy is in my, in my brain is going to be activating the energy around me. Because where attention goes, energy flows, right? And so when you think about all these different scenarios and principles and powerful tools we know that Jesus sort of handed down the baton to with his disciples, which we are, we have to begin to realize what we're told to, called to do as, as prayer warriors, intercessors, watchmen, is speak on behalf of life-giving substance into the individual and beginning to surround them with everything that they are, everything that Jesus calls them to be, all the names that Jesus has ta- attached uh, uh, with us, to be and not to sort of bring forth a let's find the devil behind every rock or let's see exactly you know what's wrong with you or see what's coming your way to attack you the idea is modeling after the lord's prayer and so we know thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven if you notice the model of the lord's prayer it doesn't speak of anything to that nature right what it speaks of is and and you know give us this day our daily bread forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then it shifts into thy kingdom and thy glory. And so what it means here is the shifting says I'm not meant to focus on that. I'm not I'm not meant to stay on that vein because God will never lead me into temptation. And so because of that, what God, what God is instructing us to do in the Lord's Prayer is letting us know and understand that God is saying look, what the prayer is saying to you is I don't want to lead you. I would never lead you, you know, in, in a wicked path. And so what that's saying to you is you keep your mind and your attention, your awareness on the things of the kingdom that then pray that you bypass. Pray that I, that I help you, you know, run the good race. Pray that I begin to bring you out of a place where you're not tempted because the temptation would never come from the, from Jesus. The temptation would come from us being misled. And so what that looks like is for us is, Lord, lead us not into temptation, meaning that if I happen to go on a wrong path, Lord, shift me out of that path to get back on the path of righteousness for your name's sake, the Bible says. And so think about this. Even when we deal with all this stuff, it's sort of like it under law of attraction. Thinking positive. Speaking positive. Because the things that we speak on attract more into our world. And so if someone's going to pray over me, I would rather have someone pray over me who's going to pray blessings and favor and doors to open up in front of me and, and windows of opportunity coming my way and, and just and, and just even bringing that strategy of just going down that path of just constantly, you know, and this will take you to this place and this will place and this Lord, I pray, will take them to this place and just keep on opening those doors just left and right. Because a future 
futuristic visionary that's a prayer warrior and an intercessor will always pray the words of life and open up doors and windows that no man can shut over your life. They'll begin to truly sort of prophetically uh, navigate you through in their prayer to a good place. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. A prayer warrior's job is to be able to navigate you through like a deer leading them to the still waters. Are you with me? And through that realm, we don't begin to engage on a demonic realm of speaking all this, you know, let's find the devil behind you. Let's find what's wrong with you. A watchman who does that has an unrenewed mind because a watchman's job is never to focus on the negative, the demonic, the evil, the this and the that. Because because here's the thing, the more that you speak on that level, the more you will attract more of that stuff into your life. What you want to do is bypass that stuff by blockading, building a blockade, a wall against the powers of of darkness, we could say, by speaking the power of life into the person's you know uh, 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 life, and that's and how we do that through a prayer warrior mentality is constantly praying open doors over the person. A person that gets stuck is a person who will begin to entertain the idea of what being stuck means for them, and all of a sudden they open up other doors that are not good for them. And so if doors are open up, then I keep going from glory to glory, faith to faith. If doors are open up for me, I'll begin to go ahead and find myself at a place where where all of a sudden I'm like, you know, things feel a lot easier for me this season. I feel I'm just sort of treading ground here. I'm just running the good race. Why? Because someone's prayed over me that those doors and windows would open up and those visionaries within the watchman would automatically begin to envision these things happening for me. I pray, you know, in Jesus' name, a new, a new job comes for you. And then they speak that job into existence and they begin to go further and further about maybe how much money or maybe the, the people that, that I'll be, uh, That'll be a blessing to you on the job. And they go on and on and on. So whatever it is that you're called to speak on, you know, uh, in your in, you know, over someone as a prayer warrior, you always see the potential. Jesus said, The words I speak are spirit and life. But Jesus also said that I'm the light that lighteth every man. So every man has a light in them, and what what awakens and triggers that light is us as prayer people knowing how to begin to expand the light in them. So we speak to the light to expand. Whatever I speak into expands. Whatever I focus on expands. Whatever I give my attention to expands, right? So, so therefore, that's where you have to begin to understand the whole dynamics of what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is not, you know, praying down fire on your enemy or exposing the devil, you know, or, or, or speaking over demons. What the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, which means my, my focus as far as how do I pull the kingdom of God down? By focusing on the definition of what the kingdom is. The kingdom of God is righteousness, which is right standing. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I focus on the identity even of what I am. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness. And so guess what I am? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So by me focusing on my identity of being righteous in Him because of Him, then I'm automatically ushering in the kingdom of God in my life. Righteousness, peace, peace, wholeness, fulfillment. So I speak life over people of wholeness and fulfillment. So I can bring in, I can usher in the kingdom of God through my prayer over somebody by announcing 
and proclaiming the righteousness over their lives and awakening their identity and then shifting into that place of speaking wholeness and peace and, 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 uh, and you know, over their life of even maybe the turmoil or the frustration that's fragmenting them because they don't understand something. So I just speak wholeness and completion over them. And then it says, right, and then peace and, uh, and then joy in the Holy Ghost. So then I speak joy, laughter that doeth good like a medication. I speak laughter and joy over them. I speak, you know, great things, happy things come to them. People come to them with smiles on their face. You know, joy unspeakable filling their their hearts no matter what they go through or deal with, that that joy is going to be just residing in them constantly. And what have I just done? I've just awakened and brought down the kingdom of God's power into their life through my prayer over their life. That's what prayer warriors are commanded and called to do. These are things, these are tools that we did not have in the Old Testament. We didn't have the church in the Old Testament. We didn't have the kingdom of God in the Old Testament. We didn't have these things. And so what they did was they did other things in their role. But now those roles have completely died and shifted. So we shift into the new model, the new make, the new way of living and the new way of looking at life. Because now we have been initiated, called by the blood of Christ into the church for such a time as this. That's the kingdom of God. So I wanted to present that message to you guys today to really understand and take a deep, hard look of what that looks like. So I really encourage you guys to go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and download or order the book today called The Watchman, The Watchman by Jeremy Lopez. You guys would be blessed and honored by it. And I'm so thrilled to be able to speak on the subject for the month of, of February. And by the way, as I close, I love to always close with this. If you don't like your day, I got a great idea for you. Change the way you think, change the way you look at life, and your life will change. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.